Hi, I'm Natalie Wires, along with Jason Nias from Digital River, an e-commerce company dedicated to helping brands go global and grow revenue. But this isn't about us. This is Commerce Connect, a podcast about people who are creating some of the best e-commerce experiences of our times. Listen on to hear from e-commerce visionaries as they look back on where they started, lessons they've learned that have gotten them to where they are today, and what they believe is the future of online shopping. Hi, this is Natalie from our Digital River Studios, and joining us today is Eric Gutowski, Chief Strategy Officer at Born Group in New York. Quite simply, Born helps brands grow globally with a simple formula, create, tell, sell. What's not so simple is how you do that, something Eric works on every day. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's start. Just tell us a little bit about your journey to Born Group. You've worked on many sides of the e-commerce world. Uh, absolutely happy to. Uh, I really began my journey uh, with a, a small, uh, really technically excellent firm by the name of Tacit Knowledge, uh, where it was really a really strictly a systems integrator focused on digital commerce, and so no real consideration of. UX, UI, uh, or a lot of the digital marketing concerns is really about systems, uh, but it helped me develop an appreciation for the technical lift required to make these things happen. Uh, and then went from that very uh, small, but and Tassin Knowledge was a global firm as well with uh, about 120 people. They had offices in five countries. Uh, went that to a slightly bigger firm by the name of Accenture, uh, which definitely broadened my view of both on services offered, uh, including UX, UI, service design, uh, as well as the global reach uh, that has uh, encompassed in all of those other connecting systems like digital marketing, and also really given me a view informed outside of traditional digital commerce on how engagement works in places like financial services or pharma where commerce isn't really considered. And Born's really been the golden opportunity for me to kind of draw that all together uh, and work with people who uh, love making all those connections and actually having a real impact on the industry. Sounds like through your experience that that global thinking globally is really built into the DNA of, of how you approach work. But we have a bit of a local connection. Our company's headquartered in Minnesota, um, and you went to McAllister College, which is based here. Uh, you studied international studies. How did that background inform how you look at global e-commerce today? Uh, in a lot of ways, and man, do I, do I treasure my experience there. Uh, even more useful background is I basically came to McAllister from rural Nebraska. So for me, St. Paul was the big, bad, scary city. And <laughs> the, uh, the, from a guy who'd, who'd never really even seen a Brussels sprout before his first day of school, uh, the getting to meet people from all over the world, world from all different kinds of backgrounds and McAllister has this sort of unique focus uh, kind of through the, their engagement to the World Press Institute. Uh, what I loved about that experience, it made me question every day, oh, how are my experiences shaped by my culture and uh, never to take for granted that my experiences were going to be everybody's, that two of us could be receiving the exact same input 
and we were going to receive that uh, that signal differently than the transmitter intended. You keep so you keep your eye on on global, and you've argued that having a global e-commerce strategy is is no longer just a luxury; um, it's necessary for growth. Why is that the case, and how should e-commerce companies be thinking about their global presence? Uh, I'd say primarily because the world is getting smaller all of the time. Uh, that the idea of having a brand that is simply local, uh, it's going to eventually relegate you to being a seller on a marketplace and no real brand differentiation. Uh, and I think that you know, once upon a time, we might have looked at that as a luxury or highly aspirational because of how difficult it was to scale on a global basis. Uh, but now, because virtual storefronts can be browsed from pretty much anywhere on the planet, um, limiting yourself to one locality or one region, even one currency, when there's been so much advancement in the ability to adhere to best practices globally, uh, it's only going to hold you back and you are, over time, going to witness uh, the slow decline or maybe even the quick decline of your brand otherwise. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. I recently took a, a trip to Australia. I was there for a month and um, continued to do online shopping there, but wanted all of it, you know, so I was um, shown the Australian site experience, but I'm still American. I understand U.S. dollars. I don't understand Australian dollars as much. I want it shipped to the U.S., which is a little confusing. So you have to have a pretty sophisticated e-commerce experience to handle all of that. Oh, uh, absolutely. And there, I mean, we're uh, you're talking about a situation where uh, you speak English. <laughs> right. and the Australian side is in English. Uh, that you know that doesn't feel like a huge uh, barrier to jump, but for all the reasons you're talking about and a few more, uh, it's crucially important to get the kind of engagement you want. That's right. I still there's still one site that when I log in, uh, even here I've been back for a few months now. It asks me, "Do you want the Australian experience or the U.S. experience?" Because it's 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 tracked me and it's serving up that personal. Um, experience that they think that I want. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's a very persistent cookie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you've probably seen uh, some good experience as well as had to correct a few bad ones. So let's, let's dive into that a bit. A company decides to go global. What are some pitfalls that you see uh, companies try to navigate on their own? I'd say the, the first advice I would have would be ideally you'll have somebody in market in these regions to advise you, whether that's through a consultant or your, or your own full-time employees, uh, but it gets really complicated. So first of all, there's the understanding of consumers' preferences, uh, particularly with payment methods and credit lines. Uh, in the U.S., we're primarily going to pay with credit. Germany, it just isn't really done. Um, if you're thinking about uh, localized buyer personas, uh, thinking about your website language and marketing collateral uh, to reflect some of those idiosyncrasies, something that might be an acceptable 
product photo in one country, and let's just use the example of apparel, um, uh, something a lot more, something that's, that's compelling and maybe even required to move product in the U.S. might actually require a more modest version in another regionality. Not to mention when you're considering the layout of your site, uh, I remember the first time that Born ever implemented a Japanese language or an Arabic language site. Uh, that really played havoc with how you're going to physically lay out that page. You have to think that through. Uh, there are other aspects that are just as important, uh, especially let's think about some of those local content norms, uh, quality, variety, number of product photography. Uh, in the U.S., uh, we're pretty much okay with about three product photos. Uh, you can get away with that. Uh, if you were looking at buying, let's say, a pair of pants, if I know your waist and your inseam, we're good to go. Uh, in Japan, uh, you really need no less than seven uh, ex examples of products on your photography. Um, the dimensions for a pair of pants can start to hit beyond two up to five or six. Uh, and one of the lessons you can take from that is one of the reasons that happens is it's less culturally acceptable to return items. I imagine it gets quite overwhelming quite quickly. Where can brands turn in order to get help um, in order to figure out the, the best approach for their global expansion? You can consult uh, with uh, local advisors in any one of those markets. Uh, you can consult or hire agencies that have a global view. And one of the questions you want to ask is, do you have practitioners in my market? How are you going to link me up with this as opposed to making it simply a thought experiment uh, focused around best practices? Uh, the way I tend to describe what consultants do is that, look, anybody here at Born, we're not any smarter than our customers. We've just solved this problem enough times that when we've made our mistakes, we write them down so we avoid them. You're not really paying for our expertise as much as you're paying for the mistakes we've already made, uh, but somebody can certainly choose to make those on their own. Uh, thinking about when you are going to build out a solution, and this could be anything from translation through fulfillment in any one of those regions, uh, yourself as to, hey, can I leverage a problem that's been solved before? Can I leverage somebody, you know, a partner's, uh, whether that's a software partner, a fulfillment partner, uh, some sort of consultant, can I leverage their experience at market and think about that that larger piece of, or would I rather make my mistakes myself? Uh, and once again, that's all got to be balanced for what you think the real opportunity is in that market. Uh, and you may make the choice to simply put a boat in the water. Um, uh, but that boat that's okay to get you uh, a little bit from shore may not be appropriate for international I like that positioning of, of, you know, don't make the same mistakes we did learn from us. I think, um, I think that's a very pragmatic way to look at it. Um, so you recently announced a new strategic framework, Stella, which helps brands understand the customer experience with the help of data science. Can you tell us a bit more about that and how it works? Sure, and it's a, uh, it's a it's a framework, and the the etymology of Stella is really it's a Latin root for star. Uh, so we're really thinking about what are all the things you need to have a customer record a five star experience. 
Now, if you're a primarily digital agency, uh, you may be inclined to think that all of the all the experience that matters happens before somebody hits the buy button. But people don't really leave their reviews after they hit the buy button. You can have the slickest experience online, and if that product shows up to you damaged, if it shows up later than you expected, if it shows up in a really, really not very nice packaging, that's going to diminish that brand experience. So we really wanted to think about what's the totality that's required to consider for a five-star experience. And what we really came out to was thinking about this in terms of customer experience being the sum of brand experience where you're delivering a very immersive brand experience online with the packaging, uh, thinking about uh, how you're going to uh, respond in a customer service situation, uh, add that to the behavioral experiences. So how are we delivering that brand experience through all the different channels? What does that brand experience look like on web? What does it look like on mobile, on social? What does it look like uh, in store? What does it look like when a package hits your house? And then we add that to the idea of using a book of record or a single source of truth experience. And this is where we take data that might come from something like your enterprise resource planning system. It might come from order management. Uh, it might come from CRM. And using that data to really, uh, number one, inform those other experiences and then to use whatever's collected from that data to help iteratively improve, iteratively improve those experiences. That sounds super interesting because it's really kind of giving a 360 view of the customer, which at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, is creating authentic customer relationships um, and, and, and tailoring your brand experience to what they want. So that, that's really neat. Um, Eric, it has been a pleasure. I know you're not a native Minnesotan and you don't live here anymore, but we will still claim you as our own if we can. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. All right. Go Scots. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Commerce Connect podcast brought to you by Digital River and edited at Matriarch Digital Media in Minneapolis, Minnesota. To learn more, head to digitalriver.com.